Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide me. <coughs> Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Praise be to God. We read 14 verses, the entire psalm. In Psalm 27, there are many uh, points here in this psalm that can apply to many different situations. However, what God wants to speak to us, what he wants to convey to us is what we want this morning. And so as we look to the Lord, just pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, 
I pray. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This scripture that we see in verse 1 is a scripture where the Spirit of the Lord through the writer of this psalm has recorded prophetically not only to the writer but to the reader of the psalm. Each and every single person who reads the psalm will come to an understanding that when God becomes their everything there is no room for fear. Fear diminishes and vanishes completely out of the lives of those who trust in Him. Where faith is, there is no fear. Where faith is, there is no fear. The psalmist says here, the Lord is. The focus here is, the word is, present tense. The Lord is. The Lord God Almighty, who made the heavens and the earth, He is. Who is He? Not just He was, but He is. What is He? He is. What is He today? And when tomorrow comes, if we are given the opportunity to live another day, when tomorrow comes and we live during that time, who is God to us at that moment? Who is He to us today? Who is He going to be? But when the tomorrow becomes today, who is He still for us? We can never hide in darkness and expect God to be our light. I want to repeat this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. We can never take darkness as our covering and expect God to be our light. We can never take darkness as our covering and expect God to be our light. There are some people who will want the blessings from God, but they will not give room for the blesser to bless them. Which means, God wants to give something, but your hands are occupied and preoccupied with other things. When you have no room, then you will not be able to receive that which God has for you. When you don't let go, you can't 
let in any of God's blessings. And God will not give anything to anyone who has no room for his blessings. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We really need to take this to heart and we really need to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts today. God, the Lord, is. Who is He? He is. What is He to you? If God has to be your light, then there should be no part or partnership with darkness. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Jesus said this, light came into this world, but when that light came, men loved darkness more than light. And because of that, even though the light came, they were still in darkness. Not everyone received that light. So the light has been sent by God to dispel darkness. But when we take darkness to be our covering, then the light that God has graciously given to us will be of no effect to our lives. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Is He your light? Is He your salvation? What is light and what is salvation? Light is the absence of darkness. Salvation is the absence of sin. Jesus came into this world to save us from all our sins and all our unrighteousness. The Bible says, when the name Jesus was given to Jesus Christ, the meaning for that name was also given, which was, He shall save His people from all their Sin and salvation, they're both opposites. Jesus comes to take people away from their sins. That's what cleansing is. Cleansing is removing a person from the filth, washing a person away from the dirt, which means the dirt is separated from the person. Filth is removed from the person. So where salvation is, where the Savior is, there is no room for sin. God is speaking to our hearts today. If we want God to come and 
save us from all our troubles. We need to be people who make room for the Savior. If we want God to be our light, we need to be people who do not take darkness as our covering. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There's one person who can have this confidence. The only person who can have this confidence in this world. The only group of people who can have this confidence. I will not be afraid of anyone or anything. It's the people or the person who takes the Lord to be their covering. They take the Lord to be their salvation, which means they have separated themselves from the filth. They've separated themselves from darkness. Such people have this confidence. The confidence cannot be an arrogant confidence. It cannot be a proud confidence. It cannot be a confidence that can be haughty because pride, confidence, and arrogance come under sin. These are sins, and these are sins that God hates. And so when we talk about confidence in God, which comes from living a God-pleasing life, which means confidence that carries this beauty called humility. And such a person will be free of fear. And pride is, where pride is, envy is. Where envy is, strife is. Where strife is, consequence for the strife will be there. When you put all these things together, we know that the wages of sin is death. When people give room to the works of the flesh, they give room to the devil. They give room to demons. They give room to oppression. They give room to Satan. They open the door and they say, I want to be afflicted. I want to be tormented. I want to live in fear. How do you know? That's what they say. It's by their actions. By our actions, we can nullify the grace of God in our lives. By our actions, we can make use of the grace of God that God has placed upon our lives. So if we want to 
fall under the category of people, the few in number, who can actually not just say, but truly say, I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, then you need to have no part with darkness. You need to have no part with sin. Hiding in darkness or taking darkness as your covering means hiding behind something. That means when no one sees or what you put on the outside is not what you're on the inside. And then you have blatant sin. These are two things that these are the these are the two things that the Spirit of God is bringing before you this morning. You don't want to take darkness as your covering, and you don't want to partner with sin. You need to divorce yourself from darkness and divorce yourself from sin. Divorce yourself from taking darkness to be a covering. It means having a double life. A life of hypocrisy. God is speaking to her today. God is looking for the truth in the inward parts of the being. God is looking for integrity at the core of the being. If we want to live a fearless life, if we want to live a life that is seen by everyone exactly the way we are on the inside, which is the way God exactly sees. And we should be people who are in the light. We got light because light exposes everything. There can be nothing that is hidden when that light is turned on. God is speaking to our hearts today. If we want to live a life of God's peace. If we want to have a life free of fear. If we want to live a life that is filled with God's power. And these two things must be separated from your life. Presumptuous sin and leading a double life, hypocrisy and blatant sin. Both should not be there in the life of a believer. The Lord is the strength of my life. He is the strength of my life. 
when does it happen? How can he become that strength for a human being? How can God himself become the strength for human beings? It's not that the Lord gives strength. We have scriptures to that effect. He gives strength to the weak and to the weary. But then you have a whole different level where God himself God himself becomes our strength. It's like this. When you need $50, you can get $50 from your parents. Or you can actually be so trustworthy and so dependent, they know that you're so responsible they add you to their account and you become a joint account holder. There you have access to the entire resource. We can receive strength from God in stages and in times of need. But God Himself becoming our strength is a whole different level, a whole different thing altogether. But God Himself, He Himself becomes the strength of those who completely take Him to be their strength. The Lord Himself becomes the light of those who have completely separated themselves from darkness that they do not hide in darkness taking darkness as their covering they do not partner with sin they completely separate themselves from everything that is evil Such people will have God himself to be their light, God himself to be their salvation, God himself to be their strength. For such people, there's no break from the strength of God. God himself is their strength. So no matter what weakness comes near them or tries to come near them, the strength of God will devour those weaknesses. Moses was a prophet of God, anointed by God, sent to Egypt by God to demonstrate God's power in the palace, Egyptian palace. God is looking at Moses and he's asking him this question when he saw him at the burning bush. Moses, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? And he had this rod being a shepherd. He said, this is all I have, Lord. This is what I have. God touched that. God 
anointed that. He anointed Moses and he anointed his rod. He anointed his hands. That's the reason why when he lifts up his, his staff, his rod, miracles happened. When his rod touched the ground or touched the waters, or his hands went up, miracles happened because God had anointed Moses and his rod. And so when he went to this Egyptian palace, God had told Moses, you just drop this rod down, it's going to do its thing. When God had Moses do that in front of God, before he could go and do it in front of Pharaoh and the Egyptian officials, God showed him exactly what he needed to do. When he dropped the rod, it turned into a serpent. And he was in shock. And God said, just hold it by the tail. And it became a rod again. Moses would have thought, okay, this is what I need to do. God taught me this. He didn't tell me, just you go and do that. And leave me to myself there while I'm shaking in fear. God was standing with Moses and he said, this is how it works, Moses. So just do that. And Moses knew what to do. But when he went to the palace, when he dropped his rod down, just like the Lord said, it turned into a serpent. Instead of Pharaoh and his officials becoming scared of it, saying that, oh, we see a sign from your God and we will do what you want us to do. Pharaoh and his army, Pharaoh and his officials there, they actually fought harder. They fought harder. The magicians there, they dropped their rods and all their rods turned into serpents. Now this is where you see, though you see in many different places, this is one of the places where you see the people of darkness having that freedom to an extent to imitate, to counter, to produce something similar to what God had instructed Moses to as a sign to Pharaoh. They did the exact same thing. You have a whole bunch of serpents slithering on the floor in front of Moses and in front of all those people. Now, while this is taking place, suddenly it looked like Moses was put to shame, Aaron was put to shame, and Pharaoh had the upper hand. Look at how many serpents versus one serpent. 
So as Moses called to stand there in the palace and just do what God had told him to do. Yes. Moses was not someone who took matters into his own hands. Moses stood there. And as he was standing there, something happened. The God who gave room for the enemy to be able to replicate to an extent what God originally gave to Moses. And even though it looked like oh, they are more in number and God's people are the minority and it has gotten even scarier. You try to do something here which God told you to do and now the whole thing turned out to be ugly and you have all these serpents there now. You are in trouble. Satan would have said to Moses, Moses, look what is going on. You are in trouble now. But Moses was a man of God who knew how to follow orders how to listen to the voice of the chief shepherd his God Almighty one encounter in that burning bush was enough for him for a lifetime one encounter he knew his God had called him and he said I will wait I will wait as he waited there God strengthened Moses because he didn't say oh my God I am doomed and he didn't take off and run out of the palace no he stood there because God called him to stand before Pharaoh and his people. Moses was one of those who could say the psalm, The Lord is my light and my salvation. He is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? From this very palace the edict came to kill the male children. It was from this very palace that death sentence came for Moses and Moses had to flee from Egypt to Midian. He's in front of the same Egyptians in the same palace. He's standing in front of the same spirit of Pharaoh but with no fear with no fear because Moses took the God the Father's light to be his light and to be his salvation and he had no fear
All he had was faith and no fear. And there's this strength that we see in Moses that caused him to stand his ground there. All the serpents that were there couldn't harm Moses' serpent. Even though they were many in number and they outnumbered Moses' rod, they couldn't destroy that rod that was anointed by God. Not only that, the rod of Moses went and devoured the rest of the serpents that were there. Moses was able to have a rod. He was able to catch the serpent by the tail and he had his rod. What happened to the rest of the magicians there? What they put on the ground was gone. It was gone. What Moses had stayed. There's the prophecy that God is giving to his people at his hour. No matter what the enemy tries, God will make sure that he will break the bow of the enemy into pieces. Make it unusable, useless. They can't reuse it. But for God's people, the word that God has given to us will endure forever. It will live to accomplish that which God has sent it for. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He is every single day of my life until I go and stand before the living God on that day. Every, every single day of my life, God is my light. God is my salvation. And God is the strength of my life. May I pray that He will be your light. He will be your salvation. And He will be your strength. That you live with no fear that you live in overcoming life as I'm giving this word from God I'm reminded of this song that the Lord gave to me this morning during our family prayer two songs God gave But out of those two, one song is called Overcoming Power. 
overcoming power. What kind of power it is? What kind of a power? Overcoming power. Overcoming power. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What kind of a power? It's overcoming power. The powers of darkness, they don't have that overcoming power that has been given to God's people. They will overcome those who bow down to Satan. The powers of darkness will overcome all those who bow down to evil. However, they can never overcome those who submit to God and resist the powers of darkness. God's overcoming power belongs to those who submit to God. Moses was someone who had nothing to do with sin. He had nothing to do with taking darkness as his covering. He was a man of integrity. The Bible says Moses was faithful in all his household. The entire nation of Israel, God found Moses to be faithful among the faithful. That's why he was handpicked by God. God was his light, God was his salvation, and God was his strength. Therefore, he had no fear. He had no fear when he was in the palace. He stood there doing the will of God. And the word of God that was given to him overcame the works of the enemy. The word of God that God gave overcame the works of the enemy. Through Moses it was accomplished. God is speaking to us at this hour. Moses had his rod. The enemies didn't have theirs. Overcoming power. Overcoming power. That light, God himself, he overcomes darkness. That Lord God who is salvation himself overcomes death and disaster. That Lord God 
Almighty. He overcomes all kinds of weaknesses, infirmities. When a person takes the Almighty God to be his or her light, salvation and strength, they will live a bold life. They will fear no evil. We must understand the first verse before we read the rest of the psalm. And then when you read the rest of the psalm, it will make sense to you. How David simply didn't write from the comfort of his house. He's talking about all that was going on in his life during that time. From the outside, someone can say, nothing good. There's nothing good that is taking place in David's life. The wicked are coming to eat up his flesh and and they're coming to destroy him and the whole army is coming against him and look at all the bad things that are happening. He's facing trouble and his enemies are all around him. And Oh David, why do you have to live like this? Look at your brothers. They're at home. Look at them. They're all with their families. They're doing fine. Look at you. You were just sitting with your sheep and you were singing songs and you were just doing your own thing. But God called and He anointed you and your family. And everybody thought, what is this? And at that moment, the rest of the family would have thought, what is this? He's the youngest over here. What is this? We never thought that he would be included in this selection process. But as much as they were thought, what is this? They were also said, thank God. We're not going through what he is going through. Look at him. Being hunted like a dog. All over. Everywhere. Every place he went to. He had to look out, look everywhere. He couldn't sit and eat freely like his brothers did. Why all of this? Even though he ran from place to place, even though he was hunted like an animal, 
even though an army many times many armies rose against him even though it appeared like there was no help for him even though it appeared like all he had was a bunch of broken people and they went with him they could actually not do much and they gave trouble for him look at us we're all happy we're all sitting quietly and we're in our homes and we can sleep and we can be with our kids and with our families and look at david and david was not afraid david was not complaining david was confident in the lord said all kinds of things can happen but my focus is god this is what i desire this is what i'll seek after this all i want i want to behold the beauty of the lord and to be in his temple i just want to be in his house all the days of my life i'm not going after anything else no matter what happens i know that he will take care of me he had this unshakable confidence he knew that even though there's a season of going from one place to another the enemy is pursuing him he's relentless in pursuing him he knew one thing god will preserve me and he will lift me up cuz all i want is him he knew this very well because he's a prayer for god he knew that no matter what happens around him it's not going to have an impact on david but david will have an impact on his surroundings God is speaking to us today. Is whatever happening around you causing a change in your behavior? Does it affect the way you relate to others? Is it something that the enemy uses every single time where you can call it a trigger or you can call it my buttons are being pushed or whatever it may be but instead of the nature of Jesus coming out is the nature of Satan coming out David was confident. And the only reason he was able to be confident because God himself was his light, God himself was his salvation, and God himself was his strength. God is speaking to us today.
if you want to live a life where God himself will be your everything you can live a life of no worry no fear and it is reserved for those who choose to take God as the everything that means divorce yourself from anything that opposes the truth of Jesus Christ double life is an abomination to God presumptuous sin is an abomination to God if Jesus the light of all lights must become your covering your protection your strength your salvation the glory and the lift of your head when you need to make room whatever is not of god needs to be pushed away from you it needs to leave don't wait don't prolong the work of sanctification is the work of the holy spirit but not without the cooperation of a believer you should hold tight to what god has given to you by making sure that you have space and then anything and everything that would corrupt what god wants to give you and what god wants to do in your life should be removed from your life to so think about this if god is doing a work of extraction you need to want that extraction taking place in your life which means i don't simply say that lord i want the extraction taking place and and cry over it and pray but to truly show in your action that you want this process of extraction taking place or all that would remain will be all that God can give you the lord is my light and my salvation the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid there are some people you can call them circumstantial christians so we all excited when everything goes well they all look like angels when everything goes well when everything 
goes opposite to what they think is not well. Then the expression, the behavior, everything becomes like a child of the devil. God is speaking to us today. Don't be a circumstantial Christian. Don't be a Christian who is driven by your circumstances, by people. You need to be a child of God who will submit to God at all times from the bottom of your heart. You will simply do that which God has called you to do with a proper attitude, not a sour attitude, but a good attitude. Let your heart match your words and your words match your heart. Don't take darkness as a covering. Shall we pray? Lord, I thank you for this word that you've given to your people. I pray that you'll bless them. May each one experience God to be their light. God to be their salvation. God to be their strength. May they experience it, Father. May truly parting away with everything that they need to part with. that God Almighty can do mighty things in their lives. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this morning with a blessing that you alone can bless them with. May they all become overcomers through Jesus Christ, that they may grow in the inward, in the inner man, they may grow in their walk with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The next time they read this song, may it never be the same. I pray, Father, for the work that you have begun in every single one. May continue to grow, Lord. Everything that is not of you, let it be stripped away. In Jesus' name. Thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. If the Lord has spoken to you, a few of you can go ahead and pray a couple of minutes. Each one of you can pray, five of you can pray. After that, um, we can conclude. Praise God.